we're back. Hi, Hello. everyone. And welcome back to another episode of Crime Cocktails MBS. We are your hostesses with the mostesses, Alex and Kaiza. And full disclosure, we are both DOA today on this <laughs> episode. We have rallied for you guys. And also, I'm realizing as I'm talking, I'm in all white with a black mic and you're in all black with a white mic the white mic ah oh, i kind of love it yeah kind of love it right now opposites i love it who knew we could pull this off without actually talking about it first? we planned it we completely planned it, sure. planned it obviously <laughs> um but yeah so we are just recovering from this wonderful weekend and are so happy, though, that you guys are excited to also be getting weekly episodes from yeah, us. Thank you for being so, so pumped. We are excited. Yeah, after doing a three-week hiatus of just being shitheads. <laughs> like, let's get our act together and do this correctly. I have a feeling it will benefit us. We'll be more entertaining, I think, when we're overtired. Yeah, the filter goes right out the window. <laughs> I think it'll be great. Also, I'm apologizing in advance. I'm filming from my bed because sports has come back. <laughs> yeah, Dana's the male doing population. A fantasy, fantasy football thing. Yeah, right now. Yeah, I just are. I don't know if this is like a normal thing, but our like sports radio station has a TV channel, <laughs> and Colin likes to watch the radio show okay, on the tv okay, okay. so um but yeah it's been college football real pre-football and all of I that don't, who all knows of it. it's a foreign language to me but i yeah. forgot how nice it was like i did not really take advantage of the summer portion of like no sports i, I mean forgot, baseball, like sundays like no are done like sundays and i know Monday sundays are yeah mm-hmm. and they're <laughs> some thursdays and thursdays yeah yeah thanks <sighs> but you know what that gives us more time i mean yeah i can disappear and do my own thing and it's yeah. great <laughs> i know i was like okay i'm gonna go in the room now and record and he was like okay bye i was like and actually yeah. like if you need to go grocery shopping or even like hiking during a football game is the oh, best yeah. time to go it's empty like no one's out it's amazing that's true <laughs> yeah it's a really good point you're I, you're thinking active. I was like, oh, you know where it's probably good? Home goods. I can go to Home Goods. Well, yeah, it'll, it'll be, be less fine. busy. Well, also, I can't be told I can't buy some. Well, not that I cannot buy something. I'm allowed True. to buy whatever I want. I have. Right. I'm an independent woman who has her own financial income. However, when you There'll be bring no judging them along, eyes. exactly, yeah. it's like, yeah. why do you want to buy that mauve pumpkin? Or like light up ghost because you know it's Halloween time, and then so. they make you question yourself, and then you don't get it, and it's no fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like I want the Mickey Mouse ghost shaped cookie jar that I'm gonna put candy in, and it's for me, and I'm fine with that. Classic. Classic. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. But anyway, sorry, getting so off topic, but I love it. It is what it is. Um, we have a very interesting, crazy show today i'd say Should kind of all over the place with the cocktail recipe yes, yes okay. please 
I feel well, like we, we need can to get introduce a... our topics though. Yeah, um, but I feel like we need to get I think I said this last time, but I feel like we need to get a theme song for your like cocktail area. I know. Let's put a little theme song in. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that this time. We're okay, that to. sounds good. <laughs> and this will be very meta because so meta. <laughs> but please introduce it. Welcome to Kaisa's Cocktail Corner. Interesting drink. We named it the Big Papa. The Big Papa. Yes. For those of you listening, it is a baby puke green color. It's beautiful. Um, with (laughs) an orange twist. Um. Let's see. It is made with grapefruit juice, pickle juice, matcha, mm. sake, and tequila grapefruit garnish. Oh. So I have not actually tried it yet. So let's get That it. is a step up from the tequila shot and pickle juice that we were discussing. Okay. It's actually really good. Mm. And really shout good. out to Dane, who has yeah, now he become came up our, with this. he's our, what is it? Uh, it's like Somali. He's our mixologist for the yes for the podcast. Yeah, guys, we're really upgrading. We're doing so weekly. A... We got a mixologist on board. We're hitting it all yeah, up. Look at us. Look uh, at this us. is actually a fancy take on Kim Zolciak's favorite drink, which is a shot of tequila chased with a shot of pickle juice. Yeah, I I would order this. Not very the shot. fitting. Yeah, very fitting. <laughs> yeah. So if you couldn't tell, um. Later on, we're going to be talking about all things Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman and their mm-hmm. crazy ass divorce. Um, nuts. But, so nutso. I, I mean, I, yeah, I can't even. And, but yeah. before that, we wanted to touch on one of the biggest crime stories that's come out in the past year that Kaiza and I have been obsessing over since it came out, which is the Idaho killer brian koberger yeah we were very obsessed when Mm -hmm. i mean not obsessed but it was shocking to hear what happened and then we followed it from the very beginning until they arrested him and beyond but we were texting each other every day yeah (laughs) i remember you found like the you found the reddit manifesto article that came out and you were like you have to read this and i was like (laughs) sitting there in like shock and awe reading it and you know finding out all that stuff about him but um yeah I mean where do you want to start with it I mean I have we can start from the beginning maybe I know we have we both have copious amounts of notes on this I know (laughs) it's been like our so like it first came out on the news that there was a mass basically like a house of students that were murdered Mm -hmm. and this is in in the middle of idaho in uh, moscow um a very quiet area so it was very big news in in that location because not many crimes happen so it was like shocking um so kaylee gonzalez ethan chaffin zayna kernodal and madison mogan were all stabbed to death in their house that they were renting on off campus of the college they attended um so it was the night of saturday november 12th um 
and actually this town had not had any murders for seven years so it was like very shocking yeah which is crazy in itself because i feel like we live in a society now that like everywhere has some crazy crime like no town is pleasantville anymore right so like hearing that this small town of moscow idaho was just completely crime free or something like this free for that long and another okay and then there were two other roommates right Mm -hmm. that were in the house that and a dog and a dog that were not murdered and did not have information about really what happened until Mm -hmm. i mean they come out later talking about it a little bit but yeah so that was the initial news report and it was like Mm -hmm. what happened so violent so dark um i don't i have like a play-by-play of what went on that whole night <gasps> they kind of, okay you want to go over it you can start yeah sure okay okay so um the police say that the killings took place sometime around 4 a.m where the four students came back to their house around 2 p.m having a normal saturday night in the area so because they went to this college you know college towns parties all that um the victim's house was on a dead-end street but they investigators were able to identify the car as a hyundai elantra which could be seen passing by the house several times including at 404 a.m when the car returned and did a three-point turn in the road near the house now at 417 according to these investigators as well a security camera in the area captured distorted audio of what sounded like a whimper and a loud thud which not this is from a house that was like 50 feet yeah. from their house it was mm-hmm. like a ring camera or something yeah so horrifying I accidentally so listened crazy. to it and it was really, you did yeah it was Ooh, not okay that's that's a no bueno um <laughs> yeah, it's a little traumatizing yeah no um and then at about 4 20 a.m the car could be seen in a video footage driving away from the neighborhood so now all of that happened then um and it's pretty interesting as well how the um, investigators could figure all this out. Um, well, okay. So yeah. basically the night that it happened, mm-hmm. there there were so many internet sleuths like yes. pulling up, you know, footage from the street lights from like randoms yeah it started reminding me of like um did you watch the netflix documentary don't fuck with cats yes yes that's what it reminded me of too it was very i was like maybe people were getting a little too intense and like already accusing people but i think it was helpful i think so too and i think another problem with or something that kind of came out of it is like everyone was getting really frustrated with investigators the police and the town and everything because they weren't giving any information and they were pretty much like dead silent why, for but... six weeks i mean yeah it does yeah. but like kind of when i think it just shows how we've become so accustomed to getting information so quickly and instant gratification that having to wait six weeks mm-hmm. to hear what really happened you know it just drove everyone to be like i'm gonna figure it out myself and start it's going so ham on the internet because i feel like a lot of internet sleuths came out with stuff before the investigators did mm-hmm. like they um they 
I think they predicted the death was like around three, but then they found out later that Zayna had ordered a DoorDash delivery and that was at like yeah. 4 30 or something so it mm-hmm. had to happen after that after yeah that. and, and they saw that she was like on tiktok well. yeah exactly yeah. yeah they saw all this stuff on her phone that Which actually indicated so that she was up yeah um like we have all this technology now that they can just yeah. piece together exact timelines for things it's so interesting I know, it's so and crazy. we're all on social media all the time yeah being tracked so i know it's so like crazy this is what happens when you sign up um mm-hmm. but the reason why we're talking about this again now is because on august 18th the judge gave um brian's attorneys three weeks to submit evidence for the accused for like his alibi um which right now we are he has until september 8th to or his attorneys have until the 8th and the trial is set to start october 2nd Mm -hmm. so all of this stuff's coming up. I feel like in October, we're going to just be like hammering they in on it. They ruled that there were not going to be cameras, right? I think they decided I think no they cameras. did. Um, I would love to watch that, but also he's so gross. I feel like he I wants know. that so bad, maybe. That... Did you see? Um, so leading up to actually like the investigation, figuring out it was him or, you know, getting his DNA and everything, there was... Da- I think it was dash cam footage of him with his father yes, he got being pulled over. Place. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. which was one of the ways they were able to like identify him. But uh, the yeah. FBI actually came out saying that they didn't plan that. But I yeah. ha- I feel like it had to be part of like his car was flat, like they knew that was his car, or they were yeah, they said I they agree. were checking for like injuries on his hands or something. Like yeah, but the I FBI mean- has said otherwise so yeah he also wasn't like an actual suspect because the dna poll they were looking at originally was just people who have been yeah um they found like they were looking for that car because that was caught Mm -hmm. on the it was caught on camera yeah camera um and so they had actually someone flagged his car at the university Mm -hmm. um and then they they like looked up with the university who it was registered to and mm-hmm. then they f- followed it to his house and found like that that car had been driving yep. through the town so i think he was actually a suspect but they kept it like secret quiet obviously from the yeah. public yeah and then they went through the phone records which also linked him Mm-hmm. to the area during that time and he actually did it looks like he shut his phone off um during the murder yep and then turned time. it back on at 4 48 a.m which put him in Moscow, south of moscow you know what's fucking crazy <laughs> he actually went back yes after. and he like did. people are speculating that it's maybe because he left the sheath there yes i mean we're, we're kind of bouncing around but he left a knife sheath at yes. the scene of the crime if it allegedly if it was him um well it was he, found next to um what's her name maddie maddie's body and it had a u.s marine corps logo on it too yeah okay and that knife is really hard to get i guess it's like mm-hmm. a collector's item and you have to be in the marines to yep. get it and it seems kind of weird that he would choose a unique knife mm. you know 
well maybe that was his way of like making it look to... like it's not him because it is so unique that maybe only a certain amount of collectors have it or if it's i don't know i feel Putting, like like using a sheath that has the marine logo on it maybe that that was his way of diverting it that makes I sense i feel like they're gonna find something like a receipt or something yeah i know <laughs> or he ordered it online or something dumb yeah <laughs> but um, you think but honestly like thinking of it that way too like he had so much knowledge of what not to do and what to do yeah with his history of being a criminal justice student mm-hmm. that it's almost like he knew he could possibly get away with it by like following these steps but then by obviously like leaving the sheath behind and you know maybe he didn't do something right with the call i don't know i'm not Mm -hmm. a i'm not an expert in how to get away with murder phone on in moscow so yeah he would have known as a criminal justice major Mm -hmm. and a criminal science major that he would be traced with his phone in the car mm-hmm. if it were on yeah exactly <laughs> like, it seems really dumb to turn it back on like in the town that yeah. you were murdering someone and then drive Which with it almost makes it know. seem like maybe he did want to get caught with it then i don't know like i know whoops. all of it's kind of you don't crazy. know what like people are trying to do and then like i don't know if you were able to like read anything about like his personal history or anything yeah, but like some mental illness yes history. He did, which seems to be a common link between everyone we've talked about well, in yes. some way. Did um, you read the yeah. crate like the thing about how he has like a weird aura around his vision? No, please tell me. And it ah, I can't remember. It was a long time ago when I was like deep in this. <laughs> it was some journal post he had online and it was like about this. It's like a condition where there's mm-hmm. a fuzzy aura around your vision Mm. and he said it was driving him insane and like there are people who have it that blog about it and say it's like a nightmare and it just is always bothering you and so (laughs) that's the thing that sounds like he suffered from yeah Yeah. not that that makes you murder anyone but that's something that he wrote about in a dark way (laughs) yeah i mean he also was on heroin for a while Um, he developed an interest in criminals after like 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and he enrolled at the sales university, which is a Catholic university in center Valley, Pennsylvania, where he actually studied under, um, Catherine Ramsland, who's a fre- forensic psychologist with two books which i feel like we need to put on our podcast reading list now yes which they're called the mind of a murderer and how to catch a killer Mm -hmm. um and then he received his bachelor's in 2020 and his master's in june of 2022 which then leads the reddit survey he put out in an interesting very creepy timeline it is very creepy so he put that out in 2022 but after his master's degree after he received it so he 
identified himself as Brian Koberger. And he asked people who had spent time in prison to take a survey about their crimes. Um, before the killings, he had briefly engaged in a discussion about forensics, DNA, and other evidence that prosecutor, the prosecution is trying to use to win convictions. And then after the killings, he was still grading papers with his job as a teaching assistant. So he was just like back to normal life, mm-hmm. which is so, I mean, I guess that's kind it's of creepy. like what happens, but at the same time, it's so creepy to think he was just like, all right, I murdered four people in Idaho and Let's now I'm right back, back in Pennsylvania it. and it's I all feel just like I so read something strange. about his grading getting nicer after he got back, which is hmm. also weird. So just weird. To change. Okay, I so mean, the affidavit yeah. came out, and we yes. were like freaking out when that came out because it shows all of the evidence they have against mm-hmm. him, basically. So it's for like a warrant for his arrest, basically. So the knife sheath that was left behind had one single male DNA mm-hmm. on it. It was found in bed next to the bodies. Um, it was on the little clasp, and it was his DNA. Um, So, and they also found, obviously, we talked about his car Mm -hmm. being tracked, but they also uh, found that he had been in that area, like, 12 times in the past several months, like, driving around the area. So, maybe Which is, like, why are you here? Yeah. What are you doing? And the house was on a dead-end street, too. So, it's, like, once you hit the dead end, you're, like, okay, this was the wrong turn. I need to go back. Yeah, like, I get the town, maybe, because there are restaurants and things, and it's close to the college he went to, but the street in that area is very, like, secluded, and you have to be trying to get somewhere to get back there. Yeah. (laughs) So weird. That's such a good point. It's like, once you, I feel like if you have a semi-good sense of direction, it's like, once you know that this street's dead end, and usually the signs on, like, the street signs, it says dead end underneath it or something. So it's (laughs) like... So he accidentally went down the same dead end. Dead end. 12 times. <laughs> 12 times. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> um, also, so when they were like tracking him, um, basically he took a road trip um, for Christmas across the country with his dad home to the Poconos and um, stayed there for Christmas. But the FBI was trailing him and watched him while they were there. Um, Mm -hmm. They saw him cleaning, deep cleaning his car, like taking things apart, deep cleaning it. Um, I thought maybe he was going to sell it because that car was like flagged Mm -hmm. or he was just cleaning up evidence. Um, But he would take the trash and in the middle of the night or 2 a.m. would bring it out to his neighbor's trash can. Interesting. He didn't bring it to his parents' trash can. Yeah, he didn't want anything linked. Yeah. Yeah. But they dug through it and t- that's where they found his dad's DNA and then linked him. So yeah. that was like the evidence they the needed. St- statistical match. Yes. Yes. So apparently that's a word I cannot say. Just honestly, that's my a list. Lot of strikes yeah. for one person. So we can say alleged, but we all know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, it's like extra firm alleged. Yes yeah oh they also found a shoe print that matched one of his shoes and that was outside of d dm i think that was the other Mm -hmm. roommate that 
was alive while yeah. this happened and was a witness of a man wearing a mask. Yeah, I was going to say, is that the roommate who opened her door and saw, she yeah. said she saw some guy in all black walk and that, like, like, going towards a sliding door to get out? Yes. Wishy mm-hmm. eyebrows, tall, yep. athletic build, but not large, like thin. Um, and then, yeah, they they basically proved her statement right by mm-hmm. having the shoe print right outside her door. So yeah. she definitely could have seen him. Um, so, so creepy. Can yeah. you imagine? So no, many people I online came for her and I feel really I bad. I know. I feel bad. Like, it's not, deal it's with not that her shit fault. So differently. Yeah. Yeah. It's not her fault. She didn't plan on surviving this or being one of two survivors and she also did her best like going through such a traumatic experience she didn't do anything wrong Mm -mm. like she's done her part now by coming forward sharing what she remembered from that night and and it all remember much no and like who knows what's going through your mind when you hear people screaming who knows what she heard and then like a masked person I don't know she probably went into shock and totally some people do go into fight or flight and like do something some people freeze which I would probably do you shut down and like your brain goes into protective mode and it probably blacks things out if you're traumatized yeah I mean it's so there's um actually in therapy a couple weeks ago I learned that there's more than just fight or flight it's like fight flight freeze or fawn oh fawn yeah Yeah. so fawn is when you kind of turn into yourself and you're like I'm so sorry like doing anything in your power to kind of like calm the situation down so acting like a little deer in the woods like oh Mm -hmm. no please don't hurt me I'm sorry like Mm -hmm. and then obviously like you just said freeze so normally we think of fight or flight, but apparently there is, I didn't know until two weeks ago, there were two more. Cause I thought like flight and freeze were kind of the same, but it turns out they're not. So, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. My therapist oh. didn't teach me that. Well, sounds like you need to talk <laughs> Get it to together. Them. Get it together. So for your listeners, yeah. um, basically, if you haven't read about this, um, the murderer um was walking towards the roommate they called dm her room as he exited the house and she said she cracked her door and saw a masked man there and the internet kind of went crazy and was like why didn't she tell Mm -hmm. why didn't she call anyone right away like she just basically closed the door and went back to bed and they had been out drinking there was there were so many things involved that yeah there's so many other I don't know things that happened terrible they came for her like she's already been through a lot anyway yeah let's leave her alone on that (laughs) yeah leave her alone (laughs) she didn't she doesn't Um, deserve that one interesting thing though when they did call 911 they told the operator there was an unconscious person and there were a bunch of people there other than the roommates that were like passing the phone around and they're all freaking out Mm -hmm. but no one said anything about a murder and the when the police showed up they found like the horrible massacre but there was like blood dripping out of the walls of the house like it i don't know why they said there was an unconscious person it was probably shock as well like they didn't want to believe that they were yeah, murdered or something like is just very strange no that one is said really anyone was murdered. strange that is really yeah. strange 
I, I never heard that part, but that, Isn't that weird? now I'm kind of like, why did they not say, did, the were they just calling from like their room? Chaos. I I'm, yeah, they I'm were sure outside. there's chaos. Yeah, they're all passing the phone around and someone said, someone's unconscious, we need help. And so they sent medics because they thought right. and not would a be alive. You know? Homicide unit or whatever yeah. they're called. So that's crazy. Crazy town. Well, we jumped all over the place with that one, but we did. But we've you know just what? been so deep in that for so yeah. long. And you know what? That... We said at the beginning of this podcast, we are tired. <laughs> we work hard. We're going to be yes. real unfiltered and all over the place. So just get on board. This is like our normal <laughs> conversations as yeah. women and friends that we bounce around 19 topics, but it always comes back around in the end. The ADHD is real. I'm actually yeah, diagnosed with ADHD. I know. Uh, hi. <laughs> so yay. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Um, oh, man. This is so anyway, great. This is going to be. It. We're going to get a review on this one being like, what the <laughs> fuck are they doing? <laughs> also, don't forget to review, subscribe, <laughs> and follow us. Yeah, we need some more reviews. So we, we can love read them. the reviews. I practically cried last episode with I Kaiser know. reading them. That was cute. So cute. That was so cute. But anyway, I guess on a more, I want to say lighter, but it's really not. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> this is just chaotic, a dark episode. <laughs> a more super chaotic. Somehow Kim topic. makes everything fun, though, in a Kim weird way. Kim makes everything so <laughs> like <extreme>. trashy fun. <laughs> like, I just, okay. So like we said at the beginning of this, we're going to talk about Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman's second round of divorce, I guess. Let me just take a big sip. Of take a giant gulp the just big down papa. the whole thing while I introduce this. Um, so in case you haven't heard or you're not fans of Bravo, which how can you not be at this point if you're still listening to us? Um, Croy Beerman and Kim Zolciak met on an episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta with Kim actually being on. She was on the was she on the first season? I want to say yes. Maybe yes. she wasn't. Yes. Uh, uh maybe two. Okay, season two. Know. Yeah, I think she may have come in like she came in early. Yeah. Her yeah. and Nini, friends, foes, yes. back and forth. Um, but yes, so they met at a charity event in 2010 when Kim saw Croy's ass and said, He's hot. And the rest is history. They got married in 2011 and they now have four kids together. Um, and Roy. Roy, sorry. Croy. I don't know. When I hear Croy, I want to say cronk and then I start going like pull the lever cronk. I want to say crayfish. <laughs> oh man, I'm so sorry, everyone. We're just not we're off today. It's fine. We're no, so we're not have off. Fun with we're us. having a great time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But anyway, Croy actually adopted Kim's two children, Brielle and Aria, from her first relationship. Um, and that was in 2019. Um, but yeah, so they met, got married, had four children, which are super cute, by the way. If you ever watched one of their many spinoffs, yeah, they have um, a few shows. They had so many. They themselves. had Don't Be Tardy for the Wedding. Then they had like <laughs> their family. Um, yeah, but so unfortunately, in May of this year, Croy originally filed for divorce. Um, stating that Kim um, had a serious gambling addiction. And, and we saw that in we did. some of the episodes. She yes. was buying like 
$30,000 worth of scratch off. Which is also why she needed to be with someone like Big Papa, hence why our drink is called this. That, that's her sugar daddy, sugar daddy. Who's anonymous. <laughs> yes, we never knew, but she got to live such a high life. He bought yeah. her that Range Rover. He, yeah. I just will always remember her just fully chain smoking in her <laughs> shitty wig in like the first the wig that's episode down she a was on. Too far. <laughs> yes, her chain smoking, and then with her solo cup, with her like her roadie, like it's so funny. Live in her life as you take a nice gulp of that. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so um, she, Croy said she had a massive gambling problem. Kim accused, accused Croy so many. That's a lot of alliteration right there. Um, accused Croy. Kim accused Croy, Croy accused. of smoking weed, which, and being a potential oh, I didn't danger hear to that. the kids. I love when I bring something new. <laughs> Can we get a sticker that flashes that's like, news flash? Yes. <laughs> Wait, was that from one of the police calls? Yes, that she made okay in May when the police Ugh. actually showed up, and they because of a domestic dispute. But we're getting to that. Um, so then in July, um, they filed to dismiss the divorce, and then not too long ago, Croy went back and said, "Nope, I actually want to get divorced. It's irrevocably, irrevocably broken." Okay, we're hitting all the words I cannot pronounce today. This, this is really today. fun. Um, <laughs> And Forgive he wants us, sole everyone. legal and sole physical custody of the four kids and also is asking for child support as well as alimony. However, they have no money. Right. They have nothing. Like the only money they do have is tied up in the house, which they've now said that they both agree they need to sell. So they're selling it, even though do it's being taken away. Do you believe that though? Yeah. Do you believe that they both agree on it? Or do you well, think Kim just is just saying video. it? Yeah, that's what I was wondering because I think he probably demanded it. Like he did yeah. it in court and then she apparently was mad but then came back on that paparazzi video where she's like- To TMZ. It was both of us. It was both of us. It's mutual. It's mutual. It's yeah. mutual. I can't sound like her. I wish I could. It's, it's, it's mutual. I can't. I can't. Sorry. But I mean, they're so tied up in so many financial issues. Like this isn't the first Okay, one. they owe- on, on one of the police recordings yes, so we yes. don't know if this is real croy said that in the last two and a half years kim has gambled away seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then he was like probably 1.1 million in the yeah. entire marriage yeah i mean honestly not credit cards yes are, so then yeah. there's the sac slash capital one credit card which they're suing her um the card was issued with a $115,000 limit. Must be nice. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, But the company says her last payment was back in September 2022 for only $4,179. So why'd you give her such a credit? Capital One slash Saks. And why don't we get that sell kind of one credit? bag and pay that back? By the way, she said she was selling her bags and none of the money has gone towards any of their debts. Yes, and not just so. her stuff either, but her kids stuff too have you I seen those videos she real posts? problem like she yeah. has a real mental illness with spending and it's sad that's yeah. sad and target suing her too yeah so much so and the many. irs they owe the irs oh, 1.1 so million dollars for unpaid taxes interest and penalties and, and then the house is like three million right how much is their house yes worth? so on zillow which i actually did look up by the way 
Because I'm a Zillow addict. I don't know about you guys. Is it up I, for sale? Yes, I love Zillow. Love it. I go on there every day. We do too. <laughs> it's an addiction. We play the game. What could we afford in a different state? Yes, I love that game. Oh my god, let's be so neighbors much. in like one yes. of those states. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Um. So the house is up on Zillow. It's nine thousand four hundred seven square feet. Um, it's listed for a little over $3.15 million. And it has, if you haven't seen it on all of the eight seasons of Bravo show, Don't Be Tardy. It's gaudy. It is so bad. It's so bad. It's like, it needs, it's so it needs bad. Jesus. So much it weird needs marble shit everything. And like, it's so bad. You thought Teresa Judice's house statues. was bad. Yeah. Oh gosh. This puts Awful. it to shame. Yeah. Which, by the way, Teresa's house is, was just. And was asked how much the maintenance of the house was. Mm-hmm. I think on their show, and she's yes. like at least a couple thousand a day. Yeah, and she just says it like whatever, it's fine. I mean, don't you Can remember you their wedding? There's a lot of like denial so in bad. her brain. I can't. I would die if i had that much debt it would be so stressful and crushing i mean at least just ignoring it yeah at least croy is admitting like hey we need Mm -hmm. help like going to the court and trying to tell the judge that's overseeing their divorce for permission to sell for three million and then like he's been forced to sell a bunch of personal items just to avoid a foreclosure which was but they found none of that money went towards it well, no, his did. So he oh, sold okay. his own stuff. Oh, and that okay, was okay. to keep the house from being on the auction block back in February. And then, like you said, Kim has been selling. Selling. I'm doing massive air quotes if you're not seeing this Probably video clip. Really um, yeah, but like selling hers and her daughter's stuff. Um, also really sad to bring your kids into it. Yeah. Like- also, she's been selling her wigs yes can we buy a kim wig please should we buy a kim wig i feel like we need an andy cohen watch what happens live clubhouse it's just a wig a kim wig yeah i just want a kim we need two kim what else would we put in there oh my god that'd be a fun game i I used to have a bottle of ramona's white wine anyway um however none of the funds from kim's sales her personal sales um have gone towards the mortgage or any of the bills so the house they haven't been able to pay the mortgage since may which is why it's now going into foreclosure and why it's listed on zillow um but yeah this is just a really ugly nasty divorce yeah and and if you do watch the police footage it's ridiculous like they're screaming they're sobbing like uh, kim saying her mm. dog's in danger and like screaming about the purses (laughs) being taken away from her yeah it's and in front of the kids like can you imagine having kids those poor like, kids uh, those watching poor kids i can't i mean granted i am a child of divorce i've heard it seen it whatever but this like this is in the public eye yeah too, this like... is really bad this is this is mm. not okay but i mean i guess we'll be seeing whatever comes out of it because tmz is like on it and page six every day with something new there's a rumor she is going to possibly be on the next ultimate girls trip ah yes i saw that so which we're still it, but it could not 
yeah it could not be happening who knows yeah (laughs) I feel like I could go on a full rant right now about ultimate girls trip I know I don't know how I feel about it no I feel like we're being robbed of Alex McCord coming back yes one season (sighs) I would have given anything to see her come back for one season me too and if we don't get it (laughs) honestly i'm gonna be devastated very controversial but i would love to watch brandy yeah me too i know that's bad i know i just want to understand what's going on there like is it really like because we haven't seen it because we don't know okay so if you haven't heard apparently there was some kind of altercation yes an altercation between brandy glanville and caroline manzo on a already recorded produced edited version of ultimate girls trip which was going to have them and alex mccord from real housewives of new york that we have not seen in forever she now lives in australia like i want to know what's going on with some of these women it was i think it was sexual harassment so of course i don't want to condone that or support it or get the money absolutely but, and I think they're doing the right thing by not airing it but like agreed I just love the chaos of I Brandy. yeah <laughs> I wish I kind of want them I wonder if they could do like what RuPaul's Drag Race did with like the Sherry Pie season mm-hmm. where they don't do really s- show them yeah where they don't really show mm-hmm. that one even though they did win good amount of times and i think was going to be in the top four I, that was awful it was really but awkward i'm glad they did that they like yeah me too and they donated so much money to so many great organizations based on what happened and i don't know i feel like maybe they could go that way thank you maybe for letting me could. have my two minute rant i i agree <laughs> i feel I like agree. we're in the same boat i know uh, don't come for us don't come for us <laughs> But come for us in a good way. Or do, yeah. Or do, you know what? It's fine. We welcome all attention. We welcome all. Just like Bravo. Like Bravo. Um. <laughs> um. Speaking of come for us and Bravo and all that stuff, can you recommend that show you were telling me about, please, and describe it in a little bit more detail? Okay. So, <laughs> I... Okay. So, I don't know if you guys listened to previously Bitch Sesh now garbage world it's a subscription-based yes. podcast with casey rose wilson and, and danielle schneider and it's, it's just so amazing good. but they brought up welcome to plathville i believe it's called um and it's basically this little town in georgia i believe um this family that's very religious they don't allow their kids to watch tv have sugar like they're very restrictive on what the kids can do they can't wear jeans that's too revealing or like jeans there there are a lot of weird rules and then so when they get on this reality tv show the older kids that are in their teenage years like 16 and Mm -hmm. up start to like venture out and do things like they didn't have friends outside of their house they were just their family like oh my god not literally didn't see anything outside of their house These lives yeah i mean That's they just played life. on the farm they were like we walk around barefoot everywhere like it's very strange um but these teenagers venture out and start to like have soda and like 
slowly oh my God. like full out. coke and then the, i'm not gonna give anything away but like some get kicked out of the house and then like they the film crew follows them and what they're doing and it's it's really interesting to see like how far they swing you know that sounds it reminds yeah. me of a couple things so first it reminds me of that tv show breaking amish oh, that was so good it was, it was so, so good. good. <laughs> oh, it got so bad. It got so bad, <laughs> but it was so good. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I'm trying to look this up. Probably doing a bad job of doing it. But there's this documentary about this family that doesn't leave their apartment, but the kids are allowed to watch movies and they reenact the movies. They like mm. write this. They print out. They write the scripts. They like reenact. I'm trying to look it up at the same time as doing this. I'm so sorry, guys. It has been a day. Don't apologize. Thank you, guys. Live it's your so life. Nice you. <laughs> oh, it's called The Wolf Pack. Sweet. Oh, um, I have never it, heard of that. Yes. So it's a documentary called The Wolf Pack from 2015. Um, it's about the Angulo family who homeschooled and raised their seven children and um in the confinement of their apartment in the lower east side of new york oh my gosh um oh boy says hi um so yep so they were locked away in their apartment for 14 years and the kids all um like watch these movies and they reenact them and then like you said like one of the kids leaves the house one time and it's like what happens then mm-hmm. um not to give it away but um i need to check that out I need yeah to we've check out been hooked on this because it's nuts i don't know the, pa- the parents questionable choices and there are times when dane and i were just like yelling at the tv <laughs> oh my god i love when that happens out where it's like what are you doing yeah <laughs> like why so you know when yeah. i do that the most hmm. i'm gonna admit this on our podcast mm-hmm. is that my big fat gypsy wedding oh yes i my cousin chelsea got me super hooked i've never watched it oh my god my big fat american gypsy wedding oh my god so the dress designer is actually out of boston which i find hilarious oh amazing um, but it's like all these gypsy people who like have their weddings and it's the most let me put it this way Teresa Judice's wedding her to Louis mm-hmm. ain't got nothing on these ladies and they're like oh. 19 he's really oh, upset some... that he's not a part of this podcast right now Boar. I don't know if you've heard him growling I have a Boy. 10 pound Pomeranian who thinks he runs my life because he does he's the cutest dog ever Thanks. like and i have three dogs <laughs> that i love he's a, a lot but boris the cutest do you want to say hi no now you don't okay cool anyway we'll share, we'll share a photo we'll share photos we have to share photos of the pack too <laughs> the pack my I band the pack i love them <laughs> i want them to drop their album i know what kind of oh. music genre do you think it would be pop punk norwegian black metal <laughs> somehow that's very accurate and on that note i think we need to wrap it up i think we both need to go to bed 
Anyway, thank you all for joining us on this hectic, chaotic, but super fun episode of Crime Cocktails and BS. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Crime Cocktails and BS. We are here. We are fun. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you. I didn't know what else to say. Okay. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.